0: This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you will live like Jesus and share his life. Well, hello. Hey, everybody. It's episode
1: 24. 24. We're one episode shy of a
0: quarter century. That's good. And on season (laughs) four, right? Season three. Season three. Season three. See, I was thinking, how many episodes are we going to have in season three? Are um, we going to take a break? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm having fun, so here we go. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. So, but no, it's episode
1: 24. Uh, hopefully you yep. caught episode 23 last week with our special guest, Haley
0: Tolman. Yes. Which... And Chris. He, he made a cameo. Chris made
1: an, uh, he made an appearance. Yes, he did. So I just glanced she has not surpassed uh, the Bearded Josh episode yet in views. I know she was... Pretty confident that she, she was do that so haley apparently you're gonna have to do a little bit more where's PR. your peeps where's your people at
0: <laughs> Drum do, they, views. do they not
1: watch podcasts in north carolina or what's up
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> no this is good so but we're back we are with another episode and yesterday was such an interesting message. I don't. I, oh, we don't want to dive into a message yeah, yet. Yeah, I'm getting crazy. Nah, order of operations. I know. Bro. Last week I did the bro. same thing. We needed to introduce <laughs> Haley, and I'm wanting to jump into whatever. Okay, so what coffee, Josh, are we drinking yes. today?
1: So I'm going to hold this up to the camera because this
0: was. It doesn't. I, it's a setting. It's it's me, It's made to like focus on our eyeballs. So. My mom actually
1: got this for us. Uh, My oldest brother lives out in Utah. I think he's just outside of Salt Lake City. I don't know. It's some name of a city that I've never heard of before. Beautiful country. And I can't remember. So he's somewhere in Utah. Okay. Well, so my mom and my youngest sister, Faith, went out to visit uh, my brother and his family. Mm -hmm. And while they were out there, they went to uh, a coffee place and picked up a bag of coffee specifically for uh, the Radiant Life podcast Mm. so Radiant Reflections so this was a a gift from my mom which is awesome thank you Mrs. Sarma the roaster is La Barba which she thought was fitting because La Barba is Spanish for the beard the beard the beard look at that which this would have been a fantastic episode you've done something with your beard there's a bit of irony Uh, here (laughs) And that the day we roast this coffee or drink this coffee from the beard, uh, I don't have one. So this was a, a we'll say it was a, a an agreement that I okay. had made okay. with my with my buddy, Andrew, Andrew Fish. Okay. So several months ago, he showed up at my house and he had shaved off his full beard and just had the few man chew. Yes. So... And he joked in that conversation about shaving his head. I said, "Dude, if you shave your head, I said, I'll I'll shave off my beard and I'll just have the the Fu Manchu."
0: Little well, did you know,
1: Saturday afternoon, Andrew shows up to my house, and he had shaved his head. So, among <laughs> among other things, like
0: he, I, he a couple that, of weeks ago, he had what he called a monkey tail. He still has it. Okay. So now he has the shaved head and the monkey tail. Ooh. So. I keep poking and picking at him. I'm just like, you know that you're yep. outside like that, right? <laughs> That's what I tell him. But
1: no, so this is the beard, which uh the yeah, beard. we should have had uh Okay. We should have had Oliba on this one. Which, dude, I think we should just nickname him uh-huh. La Barba. La Barba. La Barba. It's done. He it has is, happened. He is Josh, like from now on, we should just call you La Barba. The you beard. are The beard. Um But no, this is a single origin. Mm-hmm. This is from Peru. It says Peru, Chirinos, Chirinos. I, I don't know. I don't okay. know what that means. If that's Spanish, yeah, I don't yeah. know I the had. translation. Yes. But uh, yeah. So this is a, a roaster in Salt Lake City. Um, apparently, they originally started as like uh, they would just roast and sell at farmers markets. Oh yeah. But then they, so they like kind of, They kind of expanded, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. now they've got uh, took a few different locations. Nice uh, in Utah. Nice. So. I, I brought this bag in for you to make, but I crossed out the tasting notes because mm-hmm. I wanted to test you today. I
0: think it's wise. So, yeah.
1: So, uh, what do you think? What are you tasting?
0: Okay. Let's see here.
1: I mean, I know what they are and I don't know if, that I taste anything in
0: there, but I'm, I'm definitely going to say tart cherry. That's definitely one. Just, um, I'm pulling a La, La Barba move on <laughs> us right there. Uh, um, I'm going to say not regular, but dark chocolate. And, uh, I'm going to give you, I'll give you, the I'm hint. about to, I'm about to embarrass myself. I'm going to say nectarine as well. Okay. That's so my third. Okay. So that's your third. I'll give you a hint. One of them is it's, it's a nut, a nut like macadamia nut or almonds or walnuts or cashews. What, what, what nut do they usually not peanut? what nut mm.
1: I mean it's definitely and I don't know that I would say tart it is definitely a stronger it is feel and flavor than like the Ethiopians that we've been drinking well part Which, of that was the brewing
0: uh, well you got to unpack that for Okay those, those, so those. I I made a Kalita 185 today and the Kalita 185 has um, a drawdown time, like most pour overs of about four minutes. And I had my grinder set to seven, which has always served me well for clever drippers, for Hario's, for Kalitas, for Chemex. But this coffee drew down in like two and a half minutes. So we're not getting uh, the right extraction. I, I, if I were to brew this again, I would go down to a five, probably I'd really choke that, that grinder down to get it to slow so that you, yeah. the water's going slower. So the higher the number, does that mean that you're grinding Coarse. it finer no. or more? Cor- so coarser. the higher the number, the coarser yes. it is. Okay. Yes. The smaller, at least on this particular grinder. Yeah. Um, well, no, every grinder, like my, my niche grinder at home is the same way. Like when I'm brewing espresso it's between a 12 and 19 and when i'm brewing batch coffee like this it could be 35 you know it could be whatever so but yeah the brew i did not brew this very well okay i mean it's i mean it's it's a it tastes good
1: but it is definitely strong
0: yeah it has a strong taste i agree it's a little bit
1: so what they say the tasting notes are is honey okay pear and pistachio pistachio so here's my question for you right like with and this applies to to any of the coffees that we've had and Mm -hmm. will have here on radio Reflections. like when they when they talk about these notes Mm -hmm. are they doing things to the coffee in the process to add flavor in or do they like roast these they have some flavor magician taste it and and the flavor guy is like Mm -hmm. you know what it's honey Pear and pistachio. So I'm like, are they like? No, there are no additives. So I mean, absolutely, so are they not. just like they're like holding yeah. up this bag of coffee to like a bag of pistachios and be like, oh look it. Well, and then they're saying no. look it, it's got notes of pistachio. The Yo, tasting, what?
0: the tasting guys are trained through a, a process called cupping, where they they slurp the coffee with a special spoon, and they actually find these tasting notes themselves. Okay, so, and it's so collaborative. It is-
1: Okay, so it's not just like one dude. You've got no, no, multiple no. people that no. taste like a certain bean, a certain yes. process, like a
0: certain roast. You know what we should and they're do? like, This is what it is, and this is full circle here. How how close did you already look at the numbers? Did you already find out where we're at? Uh, seven forty four. Okay, so seven forty four. more people subscribing to the YouTube channel, the Radiant Life Church YouTube channel, Radiant Reflections, Radiant Life Church messages. We're gonna have an amazing coffee day. So Paul and Jared Smith, who are my neighbors right across the street here, their roasting facility for Five Lakes Coffee franchise in our area. I could think I can say franchise in the Midwest. He's got a lot of a lot of shops now. Anyway, they have experience cupping coffee, like actually setting up a tasting and doing cupping. But did you say you like spit it out? Yes. Because so you, I mean you don't it's actually like drink it no no because you'd be so geeked it's kind of like um uh what is it a sommelier with wine you can't drink all that wine like it would not be good uh so coffee is much the same way you spit it out i mean unless you don't have like a massive amount of tastings i wonder if part of our special event we could have paul or jared come and lead us through a tasting you're gonna to talk to him about that. I can do it. Okay, I'll
1: see that you because you're gonna actually know what you're talking about. Yeah, i was like, see, hey guys, see you come up with. How do you think about put some coffee in cups and spoons and, and slurping it out? Stuff and
0: but now I know neither of them are Q graders, which Q grader is actually a qualification and a certification in the coffee world. But that's not the same thing as the guys that are tasting it. It to is tell the, us.
1: It's but, both. But, but I mean, but the guy, but you don't have to be this Q grader guy.
0: No, to do two, flavors. To do flavors. No, 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 no. tasting notes. But the Q grader is actually a certified person who using tasting notes, clarity, mouthfeel, texture, all these sorts of things will actually give a score to coffee. And so anything above 80 is, is good coffee. High eighties is really good coffee to tip over from eighties into nineties is, is like a very, very large jump. Even though it doesn't seem like it is, it's a very, very large jump. And uh, so far for us, we have tasted one coffee that was a ninety-two. Didn't we do a? Didn't we do a ninety-four? But, but well, the ninety-five the 94, that was, was the, from that was bon like Hawaii.
1: the we were, that was questionable. Okay, that's right.
0: Yeah, we weren't we weren't that's really right. sure of the validity or uh, of that particular grade. Uh, but the one from Perla, the Ethiopian from Perla, they have a Q grader on staff, qual- a certified guy. It was a ninety-two. So, okay. yeah.
1: no, cause I was curious, like when I read the notes on this, I'm like, how does that like, how do you, how do you make coffee taste like mm-hmm. honey? Now, I mean, if you go like, you know, La Barba, you could, you could tell us La Barba the guy, not La Barba the, mm-hmm. guy, not La Barba the roaster. Now, right. We're going to have to separate that out. Because we, we have actual, a person now. That's right. If yeah. we've got a person, um, you're like, I'm sure you could go and buy your Maxwell house and it says on the can hazelnut. I'm guessing they had that's something, flavored like your Folgers yeah, yeah. or your Maxwell yes. house, like yeah. hazelnut or you know, oh, banana yeah. berry, whatever flavor, French vanilla. Know. Right. Like they're adding something oh, to that.
0: Yes. Right. They're probably some spritzing chemical that the, gives you cancer. Who knows? I don't what. Know. Who knows but, what,
1: but this, so that's where I was curious this morning driving over. Yeah. I'm like, how do they, how do they do that? Yeah. Because you well, got, you've got so many different tastes and some of them though, like it's nonsense. You're like, yeah, well, yeah. cause you're like, that's yeah. not something that people taste normally. Sure. Like some of these things, it's like, sure. it's like I mean, who goes around like eating lavender?
0: Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you and I have had coffee. Like Kinsey got some coffee from um, a roaster in uh, San Diego. And then the Ethiopian Sakura from Perla, we would both say it tasted Well, like your blueberry one. But, it tasted like blueberries. Right. Like you could not deny it. But there are other ones. It's a little more subtle. Where you're like.
1: Uh right. but again maybe I just don't have a refined palate.
0: I don't know. Like uh you or Kinsey or well I haven't gotten one right yet. I don't know why you're saying I know. <laughs> I have no idea. So far, LaBarba's the only one. The beard is the only one that has picked one right. So yep. maybe one so, day. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I want to start cheating now, just so I can get something. Right. Oh,
1: <laughs> I was
0: sneaking a peek. Okay, I was gonna I was
1: gonna try to help Haley. We, I was gonna try to like behind the scope scenes out what you were doing and I was gonna try to feed her intel so that she could.
0: <laughs> so that, but we didn't so that would have been great we, we
1: stayed honest uh, on that one that would have been good yep all right well hey there's uh there's your coffee talk yes uh, and your update on where we're
0: at so we're we're creeping
1: uh yes. ever closer so we're only six subscribers away My so. prediction
0: is there's gonna be a Saturday in April after Easter. That we're gonna have a coffee coffee tasting event.
1: Yeah, I think so. We could probably start building that in uh, PCO to, so people can register. Building it
0: in, register. And, uh, we talked about our cups. Yes, I know Haley's done a little design. Yeah,
1: so we'll get tasting. Those, uh, well, we'll we'll do the registration. We'll try to give us enough time. Yeah, because we want to make sure we have enough. But we don't open and then like, close it. We don't want to buy like a hundred cups and then Eleventy. four people
0: show up. Yeah, or we could get a hundred and then use them as giveaways. Yes. Whatever. We'll I like see. it. Maybe we just order 100. But then if 200 people
1: show up to the coffee thing, that'd be a lot of coffee. Bro. I don't
0: think we could brew that much coffee. Yeah, that'd be a lot. Yeah. That would be out of hand. So, so I don't right. have a single pull machine. Well, right.
1: uh So we're going to talk. The The fun thing today is going to be that there were two messages yesterday. <clears throat> I believe I was in second service. Yes. I was running Discover Purpose in first service. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had our, our friend, brother, uh, and- one of our ultimate bosses <laughs> chris, the authority yeah the pastor chris conrad yeah. doctor uh,
0: doctor doctor just finished his uh, so at this defending point, his dissertation 2 weeks ago so i think he's a doctor reverend uh yes. chris conrad yes, yes he is
1: that's uh, fancy fancy uh but he's pretty pretty chill dude for having all those he all but those he's not titles. chill and if you watched Well, well
0: okay. He's not chilling. <laughs> he's chill like about being energy. a PhD doctor. Uh, we'll say
1: he's very humble. He's yes, humble. he
0: is. He's humble. He truly Yeah, is. maybe not chill. But he has more energy than, uh, I'd say, 10 men. I don't know. The guy is, yeah. Yes. And I don't think he drinks coffee. No, he doesn't. So he it's likes not, hot chocolate. It's
1: not caffeine induced. No. So, no. Yeah. But uh,
0: no, so he came and, and he delivered- mm-hmm. Two separate messages. Right. He came with a message that he had prepared. He sent the slides. It had, he'd worked on it. Great message, and it was a couple, well, maybe a week ago. He gave it to Ryan, and Ryan was getting it all prepared for for pro presenter. And then there was a detour. Yes, which you kind of inspired. I don't, I so, did not. Well, inspire, I mean, we'll but, say, we'll yes. say Holy Spirit
1: inspired, but yes. you were the, you were the vehicle through which he inspired that. So, so
0: part of our, my responsibility and some of the other worship leaders responsibility when we're singing songs, like, okay, there are times when we've got two or three songs in a row. And sometimes the dynamic of one song is like, you know, through the roof. And then the very next song is like super chill and vibey and whatever. And so we really try to steward those moments as worship leaders and think and really pray about how to guide and lead the congregation in those moments. So we opened yesterday with a banger called We Are Here For You. It's off of the Live In The Prayer Room uh, album by Jeremy Riddle. Great song, Four On The Floor Kick Drum, which gets people moving. It's just, it's a great song. Really great we song. We clap like this. Yes. Yes. Don't, don't. It was really good. It's I love that song. I love everything. I love that entire album. But that song, and then the very next song was "The Dove" from Belonging Co. Right? And the beginning of it is like, yes, yes, big big dive, big dive. So it's Saturday. I'm at home. I'm chilling, trying to enjoy Sabbath and just just relax. And I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, how are we gonna? how How am I gonna do this? How am I gonna train? And I just didn't really have any direction or any any. Uh, leading us to what to do. So yesterday morning, uh, I'm headed back to the green room, just kind of thinking, I'm going to grab my Bible to just kind of like, okay, Lord, show me. And right away, I'm like the, the story of when Jesus asks a blind man, I couldn't remember his name, a blind man, what do you want me to do for you? These words are ringing in my head. So I asked Lady Google to tell me where this is at. It's in Mark chapter 10. I go back to the green room and all of us have our Bibles with the little giddy ups in them, um, bookmarkers. I open my Bible and it's already set to the exact text. <laughs> like, Okay, Lord, sounds good. I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting yep, down. I, am, I'm, I got you. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm going where you're going, Lord. And so we began to read this story about blind Bartimaeus. And the ultimate question is Jesus is asking him, what do you want me to do for you? And that's kind of the question or the response of the dove the dove is saying we want more of the Holy Spirit that's the ultimate message of mm-hmm. that song and so I, I posed this idea after reading Mark 10 that maybe we could enter into a time where we're saying and receiving like like bartimaeus and saying Lord we want more of your holy Spirit we're, we're hearing you say what do you want what do you want me to do for you um and that caused a detour it so went. It did. So do you want to, do we want to go down the road of the detour
1: first since we kind of started that conversation yeah. or do we, and then we can, yeah, yeah. we'll bounce back. So the way that, that, uh, Dr. Reverend, uh, master Conrad. Of all things, uh, Chris Conrad did it yesterday was mm-hmm. he delivered like a very truncated five to version seven. Mm-hmm. of the message that he had prepared. And from there he went into and spent the rest of the time uh, in the the message that Holy Spirit wanted him to speak on Mm -hmm. based on Mark 10. Um, So we'll do it in in reverse order. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Mark 10 and Mm kind of what, what pastor Chris brought Mm -hmm. in that. And then we will talk about his other one, which was also uh, I felt like a really, uh, a really powerful Mm -hmm. message. So, what jumped out? I mean, obviously this text uh, jumped out to you, mm-hmm. but from what pastor Chris shared, what were some things that stood out mm-hmm. to you and kind of where he went uh, with Mark chapter 10?
0: Yeah. I, I felt like um, a couple of things really, really stood out. Um, just <clears throat> that question that Jesus posed to Bartimaeus. Um, what do you want me to do for you? And and Chris kind of flipped that on its head and said, the Lord wants to release you from burdens. Mm-hmm. And he described a number of different burdens. Mm-hmm. And he even kind of wrapped a personal story around that for himself and his own, his own journey of, of seeing, becoming aware, conscious of those things and laying those things down. So that question, what do you want me to do for you? Uh, that really uh, resonated. Well, and it
1: was an interesting uh, take that i don't i don't know that i've ever heard anybody go this route with that passage
0: mm-hmm.
1: right because he he draws attention to like this idea that maybe we read that and that seems like a really dumb question mm-hmm. right the guy is blind yeah like blind what? bartimaeus what do you think he wants right like this is this <laughs> yes. is this guy's reputation right. in town like right. everybody knows this right. is the blind beggar right uh bartimaeus is there another b word we can throw in there to i don't know mm-hmm. blind beggar bartimaeus billy bob you know bouncing <laughs> I blindly got along. Else. I got blindly along. There we okay. go. I mean, so, so he's known for that. So, so at, yeah. at first glance, it's like, okay, is this like, why is Jesus asking that? But then, then pastor Chris actually kind of looked at it from the angle of like, did, did Bartimaeus actually, did he shortchange himself mm-hmm. by his response? Mm. Jesus says, dude, what do you want me to do for you? Right. And he's just man. I want. I want to see. Yeah. Which I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're yeah. blind and, and, and if you've been yes. like that your whole life, maybe you're like, well, obviously, I want, right. I want to see. But but Pastor Chris kind of explored this idea that maybe there was more healing mm-hmm. that could have happened if Bartimaeus had responded differently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, he he picked the low hanging fruit mm-hmm. of well, I just want my sight, right. I don't know. I, I had never heard that take. I mean, I, I don't know. Have, have you, have you ever kind of heard uh, so that? I version? didn't
0: actually catch that he was applying that to Bartimaeus. I caught that he was applying that to us. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I thought he, you know, cause yeah. he, um,
1: cause I, you know, he, he kind of went along this line of thinking of like, as a, as a blind beggar mm-hmm. in, in that culture, right. First century, you know, Palestine culture, mm-hmm. uh, I think Pastor Chris was kind of exploring this idea of, you know, how did that affect his identity? Mm. How did that affect him to a soul level, Mm -hmm. right? Like you, you spend your whole life as, as kind of an outcast of society, kind of this, you know, you're totally dependent on everybody else. Uh, I mean, there were certain, certain physical limitations that actually excluded you from participation in temple worship. Yep. I mean, so, so yep. you, you are limited in your social and religious engagement yeah. because of this disability. Uh, I mean, which i I felt like pastor Chris was, was saying, man, like this is something that not only affected him physically, this would have been a, a an emotional, a spiritual, like again, even down to an identity level, uh, impairment mm-hmm. could Bartimaeus, have asked for a deeper level of healing. That's kind of how I
0: took it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe, maybe I misunderstood what- uh, I was thinking, you know, why did Jesus ask what, right? Why did Jesus even do this, right? Why did he come to Bartimaeus? Because of the obvious, you know, the, the low-hanging fruit was that Bartimaeus was blind, like we're talking mm-hmm. about. But I think that there's more there. I think that Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? To see what Bartimaeus would believe is capable mm. or excuse me, to, to see what Bartimaeus believed was possible.
1: Right. Does he, Hey, like I'm coming right. to you.
0: Do you believe right. that I can give you what it is you're asking for? That, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because faith, uh, you know, it's been said that God doesn't do miracles outside of faith. Mm. God doesn't work in this kingdom. You know, we pray your, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. That only happens when we believe that that it's possible. Someone, somewhere, somehow, is believing that this person standing before him could give him sight. Bartimaeus believed that, that you would give me sight. You know, so there was there was a, a, a leap of faith there to believe that this Jesus could could do the thing that was affecting Bartimaeus' life the most. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And what I thought was amazing was just how then that kind of cross pollinated with the original message that had so much to do with identity. Mm -hmm. Right. So Chris went to Isaiah um, chapter 49 verses 15 and 16. And he talked about that our identity is rooted in the fact that our names are written and i put on the palms of jesus Mm. he talked about a tattoo
1: well i love i wrote i wrote his quote he says in this i'm quoting uh dr dr Dr. reverend chris conrad here god is all tatted up with the the names of his children and and the (laughs) the the guy with with
0: full sleeves is like yeah yeah Yeah. Right on. That's cool. (laughs) Uh, I like that too, but it made me think right away. uh, You know, when it talks about our names being written on the palms, you know, I'm thinking about these, these wounds, right? Mm -hmm. These wounds that the scriptures say that remain, he has them even now, like these wounds Um, and that this symbol or this mark on his body is, 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 symbolic of our names being written. Uh, he also talked about, um, uh, second uh, Corinthians five, 18 through 20, um, ultimately that we're ambassadors. Like, who are you? Mm-hmm. You're an ambassador. You're this person who, who God has sent into a foreign land to represent another land. Right. And that's all rooted in the Lord's prayer, which we've been praying together for, well, we haven't in the last couple of weeks, but. Yeah, that's part of the more serious one yeah when we're mm-hmm. talking about prayer so yeah, I heard a prayer. lot of uh, uh like I said cross-pollination in, in the identity piece mm-hmm. with Mark 10 and Bartimaeus because Bartimaeus received a new identity right he'd always been blind Bartimaeus and now I don't do we see I'm curious in mark 10 because because
1: it's interesting you know you, you draw that that connection um because you often see where um, as people experience healings, mm-hmm. uh, you think of the the demoniac in uh, the know, one of the places, you know, he's running around in the tombs. He's doing whatever. Right. right. I mean, Jesus comes, casts a demon out of this guy. And now this guy becomes like, I mean, he really becomes an ambassador for Jesus. Like he, right. he goes and he tells everybody, man, you will never believe what happened. Like, right. here's what Jesus did for me. Mm-hmm. right, And and then when Jesus comes back to that region, like there's tons of people that are, that are believing in, in, in mm-hmm. Jesus based on the words of this, you know, mm-hmm. former demoniac, right? Like, so, so you see these people that experience healings and then they go and they, they become an ambassador, right? They share their testimony, the way that mm-hmm. they experience the power of God in their life, uh, the healing of God in their life. Mm-hmm. Right? And now they go and they, they take that. Now, all of us, right, and this was, like you alluded to, right, this was one of Chris's main points there as far as identity, the idea that we are, as followers of Jesus, we are full-time ambassadors. Yeah, wherever we are. Wherever we are. Right. Uh, I think it was it was Pastor Brad Gray, uh, several years ago I heard him uh, say it like this, like, if you are a follower of Jesus, you are in full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. you might I not work that. for a church you might be in full-time ministry yeah. at the RV factory you might be mm-hmm. in full-time uh, ministry in public safety you might mm-hmm. be in full-time ministry at McDonald's yes. or at his productions or yep. at you know wherever yep. like we we are called to vocational ministry is unique right but meaning like that's when you when you get your paycheck from a church right, right? like that's what we mean by book voc- or other or
0: parachurch, you know yeah group yeah yeah but otherwise, you, yeah, I loved that. You know, he did. He called out a couple of different professions, we'll say. And, and Chris was kind of re-identifying us as mm-hmm. people who are in ministry now and calling us to to kind of live into that new identity. What do you think it would look like? I mean, I
1: mean, just imagine with me for mm-hmm. just a minute, right? Like if we actually did that. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of the, the person who's a, a barista at Five Lakes. Yep. Yep. But like what if, what if. What if this person went yep. in into work? They clocked in, and they said, "Here I am, right, a full time ambassador of Jesus Christ to the people that I interact with at at Five Lakes Coffee." Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, what would that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it, I yeah. get excited, but it's also sometimes like frustrating. Yeah, because I, I think we we miss it, mm-hmm. and I I think sometimes even working in vocational ministry we can miss it. Oh yeah, I, I think it's I think it was Dallas Willard. It was somebody who says actually like basically be working for a church could actually be one of the, the biggest hurdles to overcome to, yeah. to doing it because we think we're like, we basically think we're doing it because, well, I, I work for a church. So right. yeah, like I'm doing it right. Right. Well, that doesn't automatically mean that we're living into that identity. So. No. And
0: and that comes, you know, back to a couple episodes ago, Josh, we talked about, you know, the table, right? What does it look like for us even vocationally mm-hmm. uh, vocational pastors, um, to have more interaction with people who are not people of faith, because I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't have even my business, my work and my work at the church. Um, I work with a lot of believers, but what does it look like to intentionally pursue relationship with people who don't know Jesus yet? And and I think that's a key thing, right? When we talk about
1: Mm -hmm. this idea of an ambassador and Mm -hmm. I'm not I don't know all the duties of an ambassador, like from right. a government standpoint, right. but I'm fairly certain if you, if you know differently, you can correct me in the, in the comments or right. whatever, or email us and tell, tell me I'm stupid. Right. But like, I'm pretty sure, like if, if you're an ambassador for the United States, you don't operate in the United States. Correct. You go to other places. Correct. Where they are not the United States. Right. So in the same way, right. right. As ambassadors of Jesus, like we don't, we don't do that mm-hmm. in the church. Right. That's mm-hmm. your, that's your home country, so to speak. Right. Uh, you, you're you supposed to go to other places. Right. To, to be an ambassador. You are to go and
0: represent, uh do It sounds like the great commission to me. Matthew it, it 28. It sounds like it. It you know, sounds like Go ye therefore <laughs> into all the earth, making disciples, <laughs> baptizing them in the name of the father, the son, and the Holy spirit, teaching them all things that I have said. Is that right? Something like that.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, so there's, there's the obedience. There's the, there's yeah. the baptism. There's the, yep. Yeah. Go make disciples.
0: Yeah. Well, Josh, what else uh, stood out to you in, in, in Chris's message? I had a couple of catchphrases that really kind of uh, st- stood out to me that maybe I'll share in a bit, but I want what what's, what do you have in your, well, I mean, there? again, I, I love that idea of the ambassadors and that actually mm-hmm. played in really well. So we had our
1: final session of Live Sent yesterday afternoon, mm-hmm. right? So Live Sent is this, this kind of group experience that we do where we explore calling, right? And, and. The idea that some of us, we have like a specific calling. So like, Hey, like I'm supposed to do this. Let's keep our language going.
0: I'm an ambassador here, but. Right. I mean, so, so we, we,
1: we extend that into what does that actually look like? We, we, we talk about how do you hear the voice of, you know, Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. How do you know when he's guiding? Uh, We talk about how do you actually share the gospel? Mm -hmm. Because I think, um, unfortunately, that kind of hangs a lot of us up. Mm Mm-hmm like we're supposed to go and be ambassadors but we don't actually know the message that we're supposed to bring to Woo. people or how to articulate it Woo. right and right. so so we we do some some what I feel like are pretty practical things um so we finish that up but we mm-hmm. end with kind of that challenge and commission so go to the great commission right mm-hmm. of going out and reaching the people that are around you mm-hmm. so the fact that chris like like he teed that up beautiful <laughs> like beautiful man and then we then we talked about that but now if you get into we'll bounce back a little bit here to uh, his second message based on on Mark 10 mm-hmm. like he really kind of leaned into the idea of healing yes right i mean from from all mm-hmm. all variety of things mm-hmm. right like emotional spiritual physical yes i mean he he says man maybe you've got abuse in your past maybe you've yeah. got this you've got this addiction or that addiction yeah. or mm-hmm. this this hurt hang up or unforgiveness bitterness And he really, you know, leaned in uh, Mm. and he had, he had a great, uh, he had a great line. He says, what we don't allow Holy Spirit to transform, Mm. we transmit. Yes. And he, you know, he, he used the, the illustration of, and, and maybe you've experienced this. I've experienced this, right? Maybe there are things that, that growing up, Mm -hmm. you know, one of your parents said or did, Mm -hmm. And maybe as a kid, you're like, well, that's dumb. Like, I don't, right? Or, or or maybe you have this mind. And I don't know, like, again, my, my parents were pretty awesome. So it's not like Mine I grew too. up thinking, oh, I'm never going to be like my parents. No, I mean, because my parents were, were pretty cool. Yep. Right. Same. But I mean, but there are some things where like, you know, as a kid, your dad says this yeah. and you're like, well, yeah. I'm not going to say that to my kids. Yeah and then you have your own kids and guess what you're saying that thing to your kids right you like you 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 repeat you repeat the you don't know until you know right and then you're like oh man i sound a whole lot like my dad yeah uh but he talked about that in in the context of of hurts and hang-ups and pains Mm -hmm. and brokenness Mm -hmm. like if if we don't uh if we don't experience that transformation these are things that we are most likely going to, to pass on. And I, like I jotted kind of in, in my, my side notes there. Like, I mean, yeah, we, we pass those on to our kids, but that's also something, right. If, if, if we talk about making disciples, go back to the great commission, mm-hmm. uh, go and make disciples. Yeah. If we are actively involved in making disciples, but we haven't been transformed. And so like we will transmit some of our hurts and hangups to the people that we disciple yes i'm not saying you got to be perfect and chris right. wasn't saying that you have to be perfect right. before you can start discipling other people but it is something that we have to be aware of and we mm-hmm. have to invite holy spirit into our space yeah. to actually do that transformation
0: uh, you know i th- i like to think of it like a uh well this is kind of going to be odd but a disease right a communicable disease right like whatever you are is going to be transferred. And until you're made well of a sickness, what do you do? We all know the word, we quarantine, right? <laughs> right? We stay it's away. Four letter word. Yeah, man. it's well, it's a loving thing. <laughs> you know, it's always been a loving thing. You, before COVID and all that, if you had a fever, you been throwing up, you, right. you stay you away. Don't, you don't go, you don't go around everybody else. Yeah, right? it's 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 loving your neighbors yourself cuz you don't want to give them that thing. But sometimes I think what Chris was really Uh, hitting on was there are things underneath the surface, just below the surface of our hearts, lives, our minds that we are transmitting that we don't, we're not even aware of. And I think that, you know, unfortunately a single service like that's awesome. And I love, I love the exhortations that Chris gave, but I don't know about you, Josh, but I, I feel like there are, there's seasons and there's a passing of time that's required to discover and become conscious of what's under the surface.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. You don't have to be perfect because right. I mean, this will be something. I mean, and and you know, Pastor Chris was very transparent. I mean, like <clears throat> there are things even the last few months mm-hmm. that Holy Spirit has been revealing to him. I mean, he's mm-hmm. been walking with Jesus pr- probably longer than I've been alive. I don't. Li- I don't. Long, you know, I, like, he's
0: late. I think he's. I think it is mid fifties. Mid late to late fifties. Yeah. 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 I
1: mean, so potentially walking with Jesus longer than I've been alive. Yes. Like I mean. Mm -hmm. And there are still things that he's he's needed to allow Holy Spirit to transform. And you won't understand
0: or see those things uh, until you are in your mid fifties or your late fifties. There there are things because we as creatures of God are trapped in time. We're finite. We have a beginning and we have an end. There's discoveries and revelations and and understanding that only comes through the passing of time. We can listen to our elders as we should, uh, but... uh, you know, we just got to we got to experience it. And Josh, you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. You know, you've got a, a teenage child now. I have four teenagers. Uh, well, uh, I have three. No, uh, I have three <laughs> teenagers. I should say, Ian's not a teenager. Um, but I listen to them. I listen to them talk. I listen to them the things that they're and I I recognize it's like they're not going to be able to hear my words in this area right now but they'll remember them. Mm -hmm. They'll know in the future. Oh, I remember just like I do my parents. Like I can remember I'm in my forties now and I go, Oh, okay. I couldn't understand (laughs) that until I became my early forties. And there is this, there is this passing of time, but there's also these divine appointments where we come in to encounter God. Like we did yesterday and say, Hey, um, Jesus comes and he's saying to us, "What, what do you want me to do for you?
1: Well, and and I think you you know there are some things that that seasonally and and over the the passage of time, like you're saying, mm-hmm. are are revealed to us. But I I do think one of the things we have to grapple with is right now, like at this stage of life in mm-hmm. this season that I'm in, there are things. I think in every season of life, there are things that Holy Spirit wants to transform. Yes, and we have a choice. You know, and 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 Pastor Chris alluded to this idea that that many of us prefer to conceal. Our hurts mm-hmm. rather than allow Jesus to heal them. Right. Right. We 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 kind of bury it and think, like, well, I don't really want to talk about that. I'm just gonna hide it away
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and we're gonna pretend like everything's okay and we're just mm-hmm. gonna kind of keep, you know, plugging forward. Uh and that that's not healthy, right? So so if you if you live in that uh with that philosophy or mentality perpetually, mm-hmm. like you're you're just you're compounding uh, the The things that need to be healed mm-hmm. I mean and he and he was again he was pretty transparent about like his dad yeah right? and and things that like his dad just would mm-hmm. not let Jesus heal kind of locked like, down even through you know the through the point of death mm-hmm. right i mean so so we have a choice, yeah, in every season, we can either let Holy Spirit do that surgery
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then we can heal from it mm-hmm. or we can keep tucking it away, trying mm-hmm. to bury it behind whatever it is yeah. we're choosing to to yeah hide it with um and yeah then i just we just compound the problem
0: and at radiant life we we believe in the gifts of the holy spirit um and it's been pretty cool to see god uh by his spirit operating in some of those gifts and yesterday there was a couple of uh prophetic words of encouragement and exhortation right um uh, a couple of people in our congregation with that gift uh came forward and and just submitted some thoughts that they felt like were from God for the church, for the body. The pastors listened and discerned those things and believed that they were for us. And both of the messages, both of the things that these folks thought that God was speaking to the church were let go of your past, Mm. lay down your burdens and really step into and be who you are, be who you are, Uh, which kind of goes along with, uh, uh, what you were saying a moment ago, I had this written down, Jesus, he always wants to do more. Mm. Like we have this limiting sort of thing. And maybe that's like back to what Chris was saying about Bartimaeus. Maybe, you know, Bartimaeus could have done all kinds of things I want to see. And I'd like to see my whole family get saved. Who knows what the Lord would have done. Um, But Jesus always wants to do more. And when we come to these places of encounter in the church and we, we submit ourselves, we say, God, I, I'm here to experience and to be whatever you want me to be from for, for me to bend a knee and and submit to you. He's standing by ready to do more. Mm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So another thing that stood out to me, Josh in Mark chapter 10, um, I just want to read, uh, this, this little section here. Um, well, I'll, I'll read the whole section. They came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples, and a large crowd, Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, a blind beggar was sitting by the road. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, which reminds me so much. And I shared it when I read this, the, uh, the Jesus prayer. Mm. Lord Jesus Christ, son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Many warned him to keep quiet, but he was crying out all the more, have mercy on me, son of David. He he, he prays it again, right? There's, there's some beauty there in that repetition. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man and said to him, have courage, get up, he's calling for you. Now look at what Bartimaeus does. He threw off his coat, jumped up and came to Jesus. Now in first service, Chris didn't do this, but in second service, he asked a really, really probing question. He said, what coats Mm. is God asking you to throw off? And it made me think of what Paul said, you know, that there's these garments of unrighteousness that we're supposed to be putting off And putting on, I think that's Colossians, maybe three, putting off and putting on, we put off the old nature, this old way of behaving who we were before we came to Christ. And, and then God wants us to put on his vestments, right? His holiness, his righteousness, who he is and who he's made us to be. And Chris identified us as ambassadors. So I, I, I don't know that coat idea. And I had it in quotations in my, in my notes like what are the coats what are the things that god's telling you to put off well i'd be curious and i'm i don't quote me on this because i
1: I, i'm trying to look it up on my phone but i'm not quick enough uh i'm curious in like first century palestine Mm -hmm. was there a particular Clothing or coat, like, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know. So this could be totally wrong. Don't don't go preach a message on this because I might be just me making stuff up. So <laughs> be a Berean, test yep, everything. That's right. Like, but I'm I'm curious, right? Like, yeah. Like in in our culture, right? Like you can recognize a panhandler because they're the ones with a cardboard sign that says something about like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm homeless, some um, help me, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's some identifier, right? Right. It's not just some dude hanging out by the overpass. Mm-hmm. Right, This is somebody like they've got some identifying uh, feature, right? I'm curious in first century Palestine. And, and if you know this right off the top of your head, you can look it up. Uh, I don't know this right off the top of my head. Uh, some of me thinks I've heard it, but I could be imagining things. Did they have a particular garment that they wore mm. to identify themselves? Mm. Oh, that's a blind. I mean, because you're not, it's not always readily apparent looking at somebody that they're blind. hmm. Sometimes so you're you saying that Bartimaeus
0: see- was almost preemptively walking into a new identity. A new identity. Wow.
1: Again, maybe wow. I'm just like churching something up that isn't sure. real. Um, sure. But I'm curious.
0: Like, why did he a- throw off his coat?
1: Right. And he okay, jumped and, up. And, and that's where I'm. I'm like,
0: why? Yeah. Why? Why throw off your coat? Yeah. Um, interesting, yeah. Josh. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, just the symbolism alone though, that Chris brought to us, like, what are those, what are those areas of your life? Those symbols, um, uh, symbols of, of burden, the coats that you need to cast off. And for those of you that were, uh, there yesterday, um, I would be curious to hear from you. You know, what, what, if you're open to sharing, you could email us Josh at the radiant life.church, JB at the radiant Church email us uh i'd love to hear some conversation about what the lord did in mm-hmm. your life through that message through that time of worship uh yesterday
1: yeah that was really good and again those, both those those prophetic words that were spoken mm-hmm. uh it was about breaking chains yep that was the first one mm-hmm. uh again there's just the idea that there are things that are holding you back mm-hmm. which i thought was super cool because in mm-hmm. uh in for, during first service discover purpose uh, we talked about that, right? We mm. talked about this idea that you can't really live into your purpose uh, if you're held captive by your past, right? There are things wow. that, that limit our ability to step mm-hmm. into what God has for us. And then and then we have this word about breaking chains, right? Which we would say is a, that's a freedom thing. Yep. Uh, and then the other word was about healing. Yeah. Right? I mean, so everything mm-hmm. it was is super kind of consistent. Yeah. Uh, what Holy Spirit was was
0: trying to speak to us yesterday. It was beautiful. So- yeah. It was a beautiful experience and uh, yeah, we just want to encourage you definitely watch the message. If you didn't get a chance to watch it uh, on the YouTube channel, listen to the message uh, that'll be published uh, through the, through the feed or at the website, the radiant Um Josh, anything else? Not that jumps out to me. Okay. Um,
1: look at my notes one last time here
0: no i think i think we're good yeah so and next week i'm pretty sure isn't pam so well so this is going to be <clears throat> so we've got to figure
1: this out it'll probably be some variation okay. um we have to figure it out because okay. we had we 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 double booked special guests so mm. i've got to pitch an idea to you after cool after this after we stop recording uh, but what, what we're gonna do. But we will have at least one special guest next week. Um at least one. So but yeah, we yeah. encourage you to come back. Uh, and we're getting close mm-hmm. to Easter. So we're very close. We're psyched. We're we're gearing up for uh for Easter. We hope you are too. Yep. And I, I thought it was cool. Uh Pastor Chris. Now there's there's a lot more to be an ambassador for jesus than just inviting people to church right right like it's a good step but but i mean that can be a -hmm. a component of that yeah it also means you're supposed to be sharing jesus with the people around you yes you're supposed to live a life that points people to jesus yes uh it it's a lot of things it encompasses all aspects of life but it is something to be thinking about Mm -hmm. be praying about who's who's somebody that you can invite in somebody that's far from jesus That uh you might want to invite in to hear
0: about the resurrection of Jesus on Mm -hmm. Easter. Yeah, and Uh, if you're in the Lent season now and you've been, you know, going through what Lent is and the denial and the identification with the sufferings of Jesus, it's almost over. (laughs) It's almost done. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. So you can you can celebrate. Easter services are
1: uh we're doing eight.
0: Holy Moses. Ten. Dude, I just drew a blank. I think eight, ten and eleven thirty. Eleven thirty.
1: Yes. Correct. Baptisms at the eight, 8 and the eleven thirty. Yeah.
0: So if you haven't taken your next step uh, mm-hmm. in baptism, uh the Radiant Life dot church events, uh get get uh registered to be baptized, to be immersed in water. Yes. So it's an important part of your obedience to Christ. Absolutely. Um And we'll have new coffee next week. Again, uh, we always want to encourage you like and subscribe to the podcast uh, for those of you watching on YouTube, send this uh, out to your Facebook stream, Um, send a snippet uh, out everywhere you can, maybe even email a link to a friend if you've been encouraged. And those reviews really help us if you jump on the platform of your choice, um, wherever you're watching or listening and uh, drop a review that helps us. Uh, grow uh, the impact of this ministry.
1: Yeah. So. It's, it's always fun to see your comments on YouTube. We've it got is. some regular commenters, uh, mm-hmm. Jeff, Frank, Sheila, mm-hmm. you guys uh, regularly comment on YouTube. La Barba does Appreciate, too. Yeah. <laughs> La Barba. We're just, we got to get them like some like gold chain or something with like a big old La Barba. I don't know. Well, it's, <laughs> Uh, what do you think, Josh? You'll have to let us know. Uh, is that kosher? <laughs> but uh, again, we just we love interacting with you guys. Uh, yeah. If you have questions, comments, feedback, mm-hmm. again, you can shoot us an email. At Josh at 3 church, jb at 3 church. Uh, we're super creative with the way we structured our emails. So yeah. uh, works well. <laughs> but hey, we uh, look forward to seeing you next week for our quarter century episode. It's going to be awesome. So rock and roll. See you then.
0: Blessings. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at the radiantlife.church. That's podcast at the radiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.